Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. There is no better group of ones of flower power than forms of the shrubby potentilla, producing single rows like flowers continually from June to the first frost. My thanks to this week's sponsor, Hayloft Plants of Pershaw, Worcestershire. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to exchange some news, views and a bit of seasonal advice and uh, hopefully answer some of your gardening quandaries. After some frosty nights and waking one morning this week to all the trees and branches coated in a tracery of white ice, the temperature has risen and the soil thawed, so digging can continue on the veg plot once again. The jungle drums have been beating over news that the RHS is considering a change to its constitution to allow new members to be elected to council uh, without the current requirement of three-year full membership before people are eligible. After a little digging, I find there's reason behind uh, this change. The council needs guidance, apparently, on technology and the quite rapid change from digital and e-commerce to data management and social media is really exceptional. The changes in this area, over the past nine months especially, have been faster than anyone would ever have imagined. I mean, this time last year, had you mentioned Zoom... I wouldn't have known what you're on about. And now, every week, our podcast interviews are recorded face-to-face on Zoom. And just before we get cracking on this week's chat over the airwaves, a word of advice on strawberries. I'm asked what should be done with the mass of new runners rooted uh, into the soil last summer. And the simple answer is nothing. The original... uh, Strawberry mother plants uh, should have been set out about uh, 18 inches, well, 12 to 15 between plants and then 18 inches or so between the rows. And then uh, subsequently, runners from those mother plants would fill the spaces in between. It it, uh, forms what we call a matted row. So just cut off old dead and... uh, dying leaves, yellowing leaves, 
you could, I suppose, thin out one or two runners if they're particularly thick in uh, one or two spots. But really just leave well alone and all should be well. After three to five years of uh, pretty good cropping, well then, clear the lot and start again. I'm pleased to uh, introduce Jill Corliss, who's marketing manager for Sakata Ornamentals, a Japanese company. Now, Jill, some of the customs in Japan are a little different to here. Is it difficult to work for a company based in a country with such different uh, approaches to life? It's what I kind of call the best of both worlds because it's a wonderful union of the Eastern culture, which is very different, um, combined with our European culture, which we all know and love. You sort of get the best of both worlds. When you think about Japan, it's, um, it's a very... Um, respectful, very kind, quite disciplined community and country and culture. And I know you've been there once, so I'm sure you've experienced this yourself. Well, the thing that impressed me was the politeness of children. You know, it, it was, yes, a very polite and well-disciplined country. It took me a little time to get used to uh, bowing when we met instead of uh, shaking hands and of course the better you know the person then then you bow two or three times well under under the current covid restrictions a socially distanced bow might be more appropriate don't you think <laughs> uh, very much so that's correct i remember arriving at the uh, hilton hotel um and being greeted you know and and i bowed and then the receptionist bowed and i thought well perhaps i better bow back again and then you know we got <laughs> we got into this repeated bowing thing <laughs> uh, which i found um, a little confusing can take a while yes, yes. yeah but i think i think that's also a a reflection of the culture. Things move at a fast pace and, you know, they have the bullet trains and the the amazingly uh, efficient uh, subway systems and all this sort of thing. But at the same time, they take the time for the respectful niceties of life as well. And that's, uh, that's really rather nice, I think. We could learn from that. Well, well, now tell us a little bit about Sakata. It's an independent company, isn't it? Sakata is an independent breeding company, which means we uh, breed flower seeds of annuals and cut flowers. Sakata has been doing that for over 100 years now. And in recent years, that's probably the last couple of decades, uh, we also do breeding of annuals from cuttings as well. The company is still run by one of the founding family. Our current president is Mr. Hiroshi Sakata, who has a wonderful philosophy, which is that vegetables nourish the body and flowers nourish the soul. Isn't that lovely? Oh, it is. What a great philosophy. Yeah, I think perhaps... Uh... <laughs> I ought to borrow that on occasions. And, and <laughs> I'm sure he'd be honoured. <laughs> <laughs> a perfect assessment of gardening. And Sakata is also a very large producer of vegetables on a worldwide scale as well. And certainly if you've eaten broccoli, and definitely if you've eaten tender stem broccoli any time, it's almost certainly a Sakata sort that you've had. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, the reason I wanted to speak to you today was about three flowering specialities of cicada. And, and first of all, I think sun patians, which may have been when we almost met for the first time. It was uh, several years ago when we launched at the RHS in Vincent Square the new varieties of sun patians. Uh, that's all one word with a capital P in the middle, isn't it? Sun patians. I believe we're going back, ooh, 16, no, 14 years when we talk uh, When we talk about that, 2006. Sunpatians was launched onto the European market. Sunpatians is it's such a super product. I mean, of course, I'm going to say that, but honestly, it really is. Because Sunpatians, it's an impatians. It has a lot of characteristics, the visual characteristics of New Guinea impatians, which, of course, is a very loved uh, garden plant. But it's got some added benefits as well. And those added benefits come from the fact that some patience is a cross between New Guinea impatience and a native type of impatience that was discovered by Sagatas researchers on the foothills of the mountains in Indonesia. And obviously that's a very, very warm and dry land. The native impatience that grows there is incredibly strong. And what that means is that Sagatas researchers and breeders took some of that native material, crossed it with New Guinea patians, and created sun patians, which means that where you take your New Guinea patians home and look for a nice shady spot in the garden, because they're not really sun lovers, you don't need to do that with sun patians. They can go into the garden in early May, and basically you won't have to look at them again other than giving them some water, because they, they're impatients, they like water which is pretty good for the British climate. And when the first real true frost hits, hopefully sort of end of October, beginning of November, that's the uh, that's when they'll stop flowering. And between then, you'll just have a wealth of colour. I mean, really, when you see a young cutting in May, what it gives you in the next three or four months, it's as if they're on steroids. They, they explode and, and, and cover best part of a metre, the, the more vigorous ones. Absolutely, and we call that hybrid vigour. It's the hybridisation of crossing the two types, the two species, that gives it that extra power. And looking at those first sorts of 2006, 2007, they could almost get a bit sort of leggy and, 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 and wild. And, and our breeders have constantly worked on the series um, where you now get just this lovely mounded full plants absolutely covered with colour for months, months on end. Well, I seem to remember reading that when we had the Beijing Olympics, they had enormous beds of them. Uh, and in high summer, where it's very hot there, they actually reduced the air temperature by several degrees um, because of the transpiration. That's correct. They do indeed have this air cooling effect. Unfortunately, it doesn't tend to sort of show up until pretty high temperatures that we wouldn't normally see in uh, in the UK or in, in, in Western Europe. But yes, definitely in those hotter, humid uh, climes. And that's one of the ways in which we said that some patients uh, is uh, giving back to nature. Another really important way is that when I said that uh, Sakata's researchers took that native material, they didn't just take it. They uh, discovered that material and Sakata spoke to and agreed with the Indonesian government that in an agreement that was a forerunner of the current Nagoya Protocol, which is part of the Convention of Biodiversity, all about plants and uh, agriculture should give back to nature. For every some patients that is sold, a small royalty flows back 
to the government of Indonesia. And that money is used for the maintenance of biodiversity in that country and the maintenance of those mountainous areas. So it's sort of full circle. It's uh, it's really important. Yeah. And Sakata are really are pioneers in that field, aren't they? Because I think the Americans haven't signed up entirely to that uh, protocol as yet. I believe you may be right, but the beauty of working for a Japanese company is that this is a Japanese agreement, and so any sun patients that sold anywhere in the world falls under this agreement. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Well, and to move us forward a few years, I would like to ask you about uh, Beauty Cal. Beauty, B-A-U-T-I, and then capital C-A-L, rather like the Sun Patians with a capital P, Beauty Cal has a, a capital C. Now, we had several beds of those at uh, Hyde Hall in 2019, and a pyramid or two of them at the Gardeners World Live Exhibition at NEC, and the public absolutely loved those. Now, can you tell us a bit about Beauty Cow? Yeah, I'd love to. I remember uh, that that uh, Gardeners World Live Exhibition when uh, I was able to join you and give a presentation to some of the uh, some of the weary visitors who were kind enough to come and sit in front of me and listen to. <laughs> <laughs> to story about the beauty cull. Now, beauty cull is uh, again. Um, uh, it's another hybrid product. This is a. Um uh, this is a speciality of Sakata's breeding, taking uh, taking strong products and, um, and and hybridizing to get even more strengths out. And in this case, it's all about Petunia calabricoa. Calabricoa, one of those sort of, sort of longer uh, Latin words, which some gardeners will know and others may not. But if I say million bells, then yes. I think well, everyone yes. will know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And the beauty of crossing these two species of the same family, uh, genetic family, which is Solanaceae, and that's the sort of uh, that's the uh, uh, the family name, is that it brings out the best in both. And in the case of Butical, what it means is that the Calabricoa don't have the large flowers and the big mound plants like uh, Petunia does. Now that's in Butical, but Calabricoa also don't have that sticky, smelly foliage which Petunia can tend to have, especially when it rains. And Calabricoa also has very, very bright colours, more so than are found in traditional Petunia genetics. So when you cross the two, what you get is a nice, strong, mounding plant with big flowers on it, non-sticky, non-smelly, and in the most gorgeous colours. Yeah, and uh, weather resistance. You, you haven't mentioned that. Um, certainly when we were growing them, if you had a really 
heavy rain, even a 24 hours rain. The next day, they just sort of shook their heads like a wet dog, you know, and, and they came up smiling again. <laughs> <laughs> and up, up they come again, yeah. Well, indeed, that is what, that's what they do. And that's actually part of this, the less stickiness that's in the, in the foliage, because I think we all know our gorgeous petunia uh, beds or uh, uh, containers that would come out after a real downpour and they've got this sort of sticky spider's web of what were petals <laughs> and you have to sort of pick it off. And um, that doesn't happen with Buticol. They'll, uh, they'll hang their heads a little bit when that rain comes down and then within a couple of hours, they'll be back up smiling at you again. And the other advantage to that is that they're actually really easy care and maintenance as well. They're sort of self-cleaning. You get this continuous blanket of colour and the old flowers die off underneath but they don't hang sticking on the foliage they drop down through the plant and the new carpet of colour takes over the top so they're really really easy that self-cleaning is is a you know a perfect term and and, and you may not like me um, reminding my listener that they're so hardy that in 2019 the plants actually overwintered came through minus seven or eight degrees and grew and flowered a second time i mean they were short-lived perennials it gives an indication of the toughness <laughs> <laughs> i don't mind at all and the and the tough gardener like yourself who is prepared to uh, to care for the plants all through winter is so welcome to do so but the easier gardener like me will love to go to the garden centre and buy some nice fresh ones. I'm sure you will. <laughs> but to bring things right up to date, I have to congratulate you, I think, on the very latest winner of a, a, a new zinnia that you've got. Yes, that's right. Thank you very much. Our profusion zinnia red-yellow bicolour is the full name of this, uh, this new variety. It's won a gold medal from the Fleur Select organisation. When they see real breeding breakthroughs in a particular cultivar, then it can be awarded the gold medal. And that's what we've won for this senior. And although this is indeed a very recent win, the first win of a profusion senior or a Fluoroselect gold medal win was in 1999. And in the meantime, so over those 20 years, we have won five gold medals within the Zinnia series, Profusion series. And when you think that each of those gold medals is given for a breeding breakthrough, you see how our breeders are continuing to work and to create new beauty in this, uh, in this series. That must be unique to have five gold medals over 20 years within one series. I love zinnias, have grown them really for years, you know, commercially was growing them as a cut flower in the 1950s. And I like to sow them direct, you know, if, if uh, in my part of Britain, if we sow them mid-May, then they've germinated and come through by the time there's no more late May frosts. And they're just very easy plants to grow. Well, I'm really looking forward to you trying this new one as well, because the particular breeding breakthrough for this uh, one is that it's got this bicolor pattern, red and yellow, so very bright red and yellow pattern when the, uh, when the flower opens. And then as the flowers age, each new flower opens with this red and yellow cut pattern. And as the flowers age, they sort of transform into rosy pinks, apricots and reddish hues and you get a sort of carpet of changing colour throughout the season as the flowers age and as new flowers come through. It's, it's really quite 
unique. I haven't, I've never seen anything like it on a zinnia ever. Well, it's fantastic, and I, and I look forward to sowing that. And, of course, we have the Fleur Select uh, retail conference at Hyde Hall in September, so I'm going to be twisting your arms quite fiercely, I think, Jill, so that we can be sure to have some sun patterns and some beauty cal and the latest profusion zinnia um, growing there. We'll definitely make, be sure to have some there, and uh, particularly since I'm so happy that the RHS gardens throughout the whole pandemic have been able to be open so that people can uh, use them as a, obviously uh, a recreation and outdoors and also seeing plants and inspiration as well. So, yeah, it'll be, uh, they'll definitely be there on show. We have garden centres still open here in England, uh, but that's not the situation in Holland. It's not right it? now, which is really disappointing because um, I know that last year, uh, the be- in the first wave of the pandemic, that the British garden centres were, um, were closed. And I know that there was a lot of lobbying um, to have garden centres open because gardening is such a positive pastime in times of stress and of worry, like in a pandemic, it can really offer comfort and mindfulness. So I think that's such an important thing. And I really hope that the uh, Dutch garden centres will be opening up again soon. Well, that brings us back around to vegetables and flowers nourishing the body and the soul. Very appropriate. I need to remember that message. Thanks for today, Jill. It's great to speak to you. You're very welcome. Always a pleasure to speak with you, Peter. My interview with uh, Jill and discussions about Japan brought back uh, many good memories of the visit to cover the uh, Osaka Garden Expo years ago. It was very unusual for my Boston employers to suggest that I travel two days uh, early and allow uh, a couple of days to get adjusted to the time change. I mean, we'd always got off the plane and cameras started to roll, as they say. But uh, having agreed to the two days early, they then uh, said, would I travel to Kyoto and get passes for the Royal Garden? Which, uh, at first hearing, sounded fair enough. Arriving at Osaka Airport, I went, uh, as you do, to the taxi rank and asked the driver to take me to the Hilton Hotel and received a blank but uh, quite polite stare. I had to go back into the airport to find the BA desk and get them to write uh, Hilton Hotel in uh, Japanese on a piece of paper so I could take it back to the driver. Uh, It occurred at the time that getting to Kyoto the next day might not be that easy. The next morning, you know, I got up, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, went to a reception and asked how to get to Kyoto. And they told me, oh, yeah, that's very easy. You just go straight down that escalator there and follow the crowd, which I did, noting, uh, I have to say, the dents in waste bins and cracks in the wall so I could find my way back because there was no sign of any English lettering or wording. Everything was in uh, Japanese. Going with the crowd and arriving at a bank of ticket machines with uh, a handful of Japanese yen, I was uh, standing there with my hand out wondering what to do and a hand came over my arm, took some money, pushed it in the machine, out came tickets, they put them in my hand and through the barrier we went. And when I got down onto the platform, there were very neat rows of... uh, 
passengers all standing waiting on the platform and the train came in and it was absolutely packed. I thought, oh, well, that's all right. I've got a few minutes now when I can just get my bearings and try and understand what's going on. <laughs> and as these thoughts were passing my mind, suddenly there was a push from behind. Uh, I was off my feet and in the train, whop, and the door shut. Head and shoulders above most of my uh, fellow passengers and unable to see out the train. I had sort of no idea which station we'd reached. How I got to... Uh, the Osaka main station and the train to Kyoto collected the tickets and returned safely, I will never know. I'm told it's easier now with uh, signs for tourists in uh, English. (laughs) That must make life a bit easier. My thanks to this week's sponsor, Hayloft Plants of Pershaw in Worcestershire, to my producer, Rich Jarman, and of course, to you for listening. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 